0: You're listening to L-Town Radio, the Livingston Library podcast.
1: Welcome and thank you for listening to the May 2023 episode of L-Town Radio, the Livingston Public Library Podcast. I'm Joe from the Adult Services and Acquisitions Department. And coming up in the episode, Jessica will tell us about the best new books making their way to the library this month. Archana will fill us in on some of the great programs we have to offer in May. And Hong Mei will share a song that has reportedly been played over 60 billion times in recent months. But first... I want to introduce you to our special guest for this episode. His name is Evan Marshall, and he's one of the extremely talented teens who works on Livingston High School's highly entertaining morning announcement show, A.M. Wired. He's going to tell us about himself, his favorite comedy show, about his thoughts on living in Livingston after spending the first half of his life moving around the country. And, of course, he'll also share his insights about what it's like to work on AM Wired. So if you or someone you know is a young person on their way to Livingston High School in the coming years and might be interested in learning about TV production, it might be worth your while to hear what Evan has to say. So without further ado. Hi, uh,
2: I'm Evan Marshall. Um, I'm part of AM Wired, which is the Livingston um, morning announcement program. It's a great program uh, one of the best tv programs in the state um it's it's cool so basically um apparently I, I learned recently that this is a moment a lot of people in the program have where like in eighth grade or so like when we first go th- tour the high school like you just see like the tv studio i'm like i want to do this mm-hmm. i want to rise to the top and mm-hmm. uh so that's what i did um mm-hmm. so basically it, it's like a three-year program but you can step a skip a step um so i have a few friends who um skipped tv2 but you're supposed to go tv1 tv2 and then am wired is like the big thing you get to do where tv2 is like where you do all the technical stuff and like you learn them the equipment mm-hmm. am wired is where you get to produce um and like you get to do all the creative stuff you get to make your own funny stuff um it's 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 cool um it's not without its challenges of course Mm -hmm. but um it's exciting that i get to do it because it's like it's kind of like rounding out a long-term goal because this was two or two and a half years in the making Mm -hmm. plus covid Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you know adjust for inflation
1: right (laughs) so before you had that that kind of aha moment you described when you were younger did you were you really interested in making videos and tv or um
2: i had an interest in being on camera Mm. um there was this is way back in the day but um before covid in eighth grade uh, because covid hit went during my during the end of eighth grade for me Um, so you're
1: a junior right now. i'm a junior okay
2: um so yeah time flies mm-hmm. um, so there was Heritage um, TV or something like that which was like a couple of people doing the morning announcements it was not great um, I think my friend Dylan still has some of the files because um, he was the cameraman for it mm-hmm. now he works for, like the newspaper um, in the school but um, the coolest like I, I thought it was cool um, but like what was the coolest thing about seeing AM Wired is that people host it. So yeah. I got to, like, actually eventually, like, lead up to hosting it. And it kept kind of teasing me because, like, in TV1 and TV2, you do what we call AM Wired rotations, where, which are different than the rotations in AM Wired. It's a thing. Better names, please. <laughs> um, but um, we would do these things where we each get a different job, and then we be, it's kind of like playing House, except you're playing AM Wired, where mm. you, like, oh, I'm doing a camera, I'm doing it. it the camera gets a lot harder. Um, and, like, somebody would be director, someone would be TD, and I would often be host because that's what I connected with. Mm. Um, now it's kind of crazy to see, like, people, like, doing TV1 and TV2, and I'm like, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a lot of cool stuff that we get to do. Um, we also have, like, a lot of things surprised me about it, of, like, I I did not hear from any of last year's AMY that you got guest speakers. I did not know about font of the day. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it, it's cool. So when it comes to writing the, the different segments, aside from the news, like the kind of skit-style material, um, is there one... Is there a faculty member or someone that you pitch these to, or do you kind of brainstorm these as a group? Uh, we, we don't write the announcements. We got them sent to us by club
2: clubs. Right, right. But um, the person who's like, it stops with me, mm-hmm. um, is Mr. Daly. Mr. Daly is um, our amazing um, faculty member. Um, he's also the teacher who actually does, like, the class period of AmWired, because there's AmWired the show and AmWired the class okay. of – which is my third period of the day. We have a rotate-and-drop schedule, so it's a thing. Oh. But um, I, I think I did have a third period today, but we had other things. Um, so we got to, we get to learn how to edit. Uh, there are other TV staff that we have. Uh, Mr. Milano teaches TV 2 um, and, t- and some TV 1 classes. Um, he also does all the out-of-school shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in charge of a lot of LTV. Um, Which is where AMY broadcasts to, because, I mean, what's the point of making a show if no one sees it, right? right. right. Um, Mr. G, um, Pete, I don't remember how to say his last name. We'll just call him G. Mm. Um, (laughs) He um, is the guy who makes it all happen. He's the technical wizard. Um, Technically, he's not a teacher, but he is a a staff member, and he is a complete wizard with – pretty much any of the hardware, uh, not so much the software, uh, but like if a camera's drifting, if a, um, if iris is off, which means like how much light is being let in, uh, he's, he's there. He's made a lot of what we make possible. Like, um, we had a show where we, um, where we, um, did all of our announcements, like half of our announcements in the hallway.
1: Oh, I, I remember that one. Yeah,
2: so um, that was only possible because Mr. G was kind of carrying engineering for, mm-hmm. um, like, getting the mics out there because um, that, that was not an easy day for Ian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to call him out, but... <laughs> um, yeah, and th- there are other people, uh, mainly LTV people. Mr. Sheen comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, M- Mr. Sheen is both, like, the guy who's in charge of L T V is like website i think he did and also uh he's the teacher aide in my phys ed class so it's oh. like it's a it's like seeing bands. a teacher at the mall
3: yeah
1: <laughs> we'll hear more of my conversation with evan in a moment but first let's hear from archana who'll tell us about some of the great programs you can check out at the library in may
3: hello listeners I'm very happy to share some of the great adult programs coming your way in May. The first two programs have to do with birds and flowers, two unmistakable signs of spring. Whether brightening a dull gray day with a flash of color as they fly by, or signaling the dawn of a spring day with a cheery chirping, birds undoubtedly make the world more interesting. These little winged emissaries fascinate us in every way, including the incredible distances They travel around the world during their migrations. Birdwatching is an increasingly popular hobby and New Jersey is one of the best states in the country for birdwatching because of our diverse habitats and our location in the Atlantic Flyway, a migratory route along the eastern seaboard. Even if you're not a seasoned birdwatcher, simple activities like backyard bird feeding or casually observing the feathered friends visiting your yard may offer you relaxation and comfort. On May 1st at 7pm, in the program, The Joys of Backyard Birding, Jim Walker, a 35-year bird enthusiast and owner of Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Shop in Denville, will share ways on attracting more birds through food, water, and shelter and show how to make feeding birds that visit your backyard more enjoyable. He will help identify exactly which food and feeder combinations will attract the widest variety of birds, whether they be cardinals, chickadees, blue jays, woodpeckers, and more, regardless of the season. He will also offer guidance on how to maintain a safer, healthier environment for the birds and nature as a whole, and ways to avoid common bird feeding mistakes. He will be bringing in some examples of feeders, along with a feeding station set up. Are you also looking to do some planting in your garden this spring, as soon as the danger of frost is past us? Then join us on Sunday, May 7th at 2pm for 12 Dependable Perennials. There are so many perennials available in garden centers today, and it's often hard to choose what will work best in our gardens, considering the climate, soil, and other atmospheric conditions. Horticulture expert Mark Zukovich will present tips and advice on selecting beautiful, easy-growing, low-maintenance, and long-lasting perennials that keep coming back year after year. He will introduce perennials which are long-blooming, tolerate less-than-perfect conditions, They are disease, inset and deer resistant and not invasive. Useful handouts of plant lists will be provided and all your gardening questions answered. Then on May 8th at 7pm, we present Forgotten American Military Heroes, a tribute. Arlington National Cemetery features the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier honoring some unknown military heroes. But sadly, there are too many others that remain unsung and forgotten. Join historian, author, and speaker Michael Zucknicki as he pays tribute by sharing the inspiring stories and brave exploits of some less-known and less-remembered American war heroes. Heroes whose stories Michael shares with us include the Revolutionary War's Joseph Morris, Vietnam's Charles Waters, and all those at Jockey Hollow in New Jersey. He also touches upon some other Congressional Medals of Honor winners and those honored at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. On May 15th at 7pm, we present a talk on Irving Berlin, an American institution. He was an American composer and lyricist, and his music forms a large part of the great American songbook. When his father died, Berlin, who had just turned 14, took to the streets, working as a busker singing for pennies, and then as a singing waiter in a Chinatown cafe. In 1907, he published his first song, Murray from Sunny Italy," that earned him 37 cents. And by 1911, he had his first major international hit, Alexander's Ragtime Band. During Erwin Berlin's career, he published an estimated 1,500 songs. Sit down and listen to the story of one of the songwriters of popular songs like God Bless America, White Christmas. A pretty girl's is like a melody, putting on the ritz, and there is no business like show business. Speaker Marty Schneid will discuss how this immigrant boy from Russia became the classic ragtime to riches story. Of course, this is only a small sample of what the library is offering. You can check them all out on our event calendar at livingstonlibrary.org. We hope to see you at these library events in May. Thank you very much. Thank you, Archana.
1: And now here's part two of my conversation with Evan Marshall of Livingston High School's AM Wired. guess you've got your eye on college the year after next Oh geez. or, um, or <laughs> if not college do you, do you what I was getting at is do you think you're going to continue working in video production or journalism or theater or comedy or something like that um
2: video production is like the main thing that I look forward to on a weekly basis uh, mm-hmm. comedy is my first love of like m- making people laugh that that comes to me somewhat naturally mm-hmm. um Other people wouldn't agree with me, but... Yeah. Um, So, I I definitely want to continue with some video production. Um, Probably a good career path. Uh, It's rather cutthroat, but... Mm -hmm. And you need to be stationed in the right place. Like, um, Los Angeles, obviously. Um, London can be good if you want to make work for the BBC Mm -hmm. uh, for some reason. Um, And... Also there are places like um Atlanta's on the rise right now. Oh yeah. Uh, A lot of um, T V there. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure locally, um like Netflix opened up like a bunch of shows nearby. Um I might not be remembering that right. Mm -hmm. But we had we had a um what's cool about Amwired is that a lot of people have passed through it. Like if you go to places like Ithaca Everybody everybody in the video productions um, sphere knows Mr. Daly and Mr. Milano because they're mm-hmm. such big influences because mm-hmm. um, people go through AM Wired. It's a good TV program. So what's cool is that people who like are really good and like really successful come back to be guest speakers in AM Wired because oh, that's cool. what happened. So we recently we got um, Josh Simbel, I want to say his name was. Um, he is a assistant director on the masked singer. Oh cool. He's the guy who calls camera shots. Right on. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um
1: I I've, I've seen that show. There's a lot a lot going on, so that must be yeah. a a tense job. We,
2: we we saw some of it um and yeah, it's not easy looking. Mm-hmm. Um and what else? Um we got two people who work in graphic design. Le- vi- no, visual effects is what they do. Um, and I don't remember the the company, but they they worked on some like Marvel movies, and they're like under Disney. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Like, if you look at Marvel movie credits, you will see their company, if I knew what the company
1: name was. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so that's cool. Yeah.
1: So you, you mentioned a minute ago, comedy is your first love. Oh, yeah. Are there particular shows or comics or movies that really made you laugh that you'd want to recommend to listeners?
2: Um, I... I kind of had a moment recently because I found out that Mock the Week wa- um, was um, ending at, like, its 21st season because, mm-hmm. like, Mock the Week is a British game – like, comedy game show mm-hmm. where basically it's two teams of three comedians, um, and they both basically compete to be funnier. <laughs> so, so it's kind of an arms race of comedy. Um, they It's satire of, like, they make fun of the news um, – they have a stand-up portion. They have like a "whose line is it anyway" type portion with um, with like a mic and a topic, and you walk on and you say your joke and you walk off. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. It's um, so good. Um, I, I I got in with like the very late seasons, but um, the the snobs will recommend seasons one through six because that's before Frankie Boyle left. Okay. Um, he's like a shock comic. Um, he's very Scottish. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I I found a lot of my favorite comedians through that. Uh, Ed Gamble, uh, um, Ed Byrne um, Reese James, even the host, R. O'Brien. He's he's real good. Um, so yeah, a lot a lot of good stuff in Mock the Week. I pr- tend to cool. prefer British comics. All right.
1: Yeah, I I've, I've actually never heard of that show, so I'm gonna have to check that out. Is it on YouTube or uh, streaming somewhere?
2: It is like you i think the channel's OVID. OVID um D-D-D. it it i think it stopped at around season 20 where they would upload um like full episodes so season 19 is like goldilocks area okay um but you can find like clips mm-hmm. um
1: yeah all right and so you also mentioned a few minutes ago about how it's gone um, fast. I know. Yeah, but um, I, I wanted to circle back to you mentioned before how you kind of started high school right as COVID was, oh yeah, really in the in the thick of it. And just as as someone in that position, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are about how you and your peers and the school kind of made it through COVID. In one oh, eye. um,
2: I think the biggest thing that COVID affected, like the 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 most that, like, COVID has worried me was in reference to television, mm-hmm. which I know it keeps coming out, but it's important. Because mm-hmm. um, I did TV One, which is the first step, the one that everybody needs to do. I did that during COVID. So, so is that, was that fully that, that remote? Was, that, was fr- that was freshman year. Um, mm-hmm. at, after spring break, we could come in, like, one every once every three days okay. or something. But um, it, it was not great. Um, and, like, I, I had a lot of conversation with Mr. Milano of, like, do you think we'll ever get to the level that, like, a normal AM Wired class would get to, even though we got, um, like, TV One stolen from us? And the general consensus was I'm not sure, because um, we weren't ready for, like, the shows that, like, we put on with, like, Clergy Corner um, is something that we put on in-studio. Uh, around town with Andrea and Joyce um, there are other ones uh, some are soon um, done like um, Sam Chamberlain and Miles Dax I'll shout them out for doing office hours Ian Rothenberg and other guy I'll um, mm-hmm. shout out for doing um, Sports Takeover uh, wow. they, um, they host those uh, shows respectively and um, I, I think they're um, even the mayor is getting a show and I uh, around the block with dr block who's the superintendent there are a Mm -hmm. lot of shows that we do yeah
1: um well i gotta say just from what i've seen you wouldn't have known that you learned uh the the basics of tv production in quarantine so it's yeah
2: i think um it's i i think we might have impressed mr daly and we we had the real had the deck stacked against us because covid also made the competition tougher Okay. If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. Um, because during COVID there was still an AM Wired class, but the the juniors that became seniors who did AM Wired during COVID they got to redo AM Wired. Oh, okay. uh, Which is something you're normally not able to do. So last year's AM Wired class was thirty people. Oh, wow. Normally it's capped at. I think this year it's capped at twenty one. Um. So it's. So, like, they had, like, ten extra jobs, ten extra positions to get, like, shows to be really good. And they had some really good shows. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a little intimidating, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So here's hoping for next year's class because I've, like, trained a few of last year's class and I hope to be a TA next year. So, um look good <laughs> um I, I i got some good things lined up i got um a gaming themed show a dungeon dragons themed show that is becoming way more stressful than it has any oh, right no. to be and a um the state of the wired which is oh. like a state of the union show. oh okay so um state of the wired is the big one all right um, that, that I sounds cool
4: for
1: the rest of my conversation with Evan in just a minute but first let's take a musical intermission with Hong Mei.
0: Today we're going to listen to a piece of what is said to be the most played song in recent years. It is called Good Morning Longhui. It has been played more than 60 billion times on the internet since last December according to a Google search. Have you ever listened to this song? And why is it so popular? It was not popular when the song first came out in 2020. It became well known when people heard the song at the World Cup Soccer Championship ceremony in Qatar last December. When the Argentina national football team won the championship, soccer player Niall Messi walked in small steps towards the podium when he reached the center of the podium, he raised the trophy and cheered with his teammates. The music Good Morning Lung accompanied Massey as he walked, matching the rhythm of his small steps. Lung is the name of a town, and Good Morning Lung expresses the love for the place. During May, which is Asian and Pacific month, Let's enjoy this Chinese song written by Yuan Shi Xiong. Here is the part of the lyrics. You are the most beautiful star in the nocturnal sky, illuminating always my way ahead. You are the most beautiful one I ever met. It's a comfort to me as long as you are fine. Good morning, my Long Hui.
1: you for sharing that hung mei and now here's the conclusion of my chat with evan marshall what what are your feelings about livingston okay
2: because um i was not born in livingston Mm -hmm. um i was i dad was in the military so i officially became a livingstonian um (laughs) (laughs) that's not the word um I moved to Livingston um, right before third grade, after second grade. Um, mm-hmm. I lived in North Carolina. I lived in um, Virginia. I lived in – then I lived in California. Mm-hmm. And New, New Jersey is, like, when my mom just said, okay, because it was after uh, my mom and, and dad divorced. Um, and, like, my dad was the reason why we were moving because he's military. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's all – so my mom was like, "Okay, we are settling down. We are staying in this town. It is great schools. We should be good." Uh, we did move house within Livingston because um, Preston Drive is not the most uptight um, neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were near um, Mount Pleasant Elementary. Uh, just it was near Town Square uh, near the clock tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I I'm very thankful for Livingston because it has shown me a a large amount of kindness of like cause I, I have friends who've who were born here mm-hmm. and like have grown to have like grown to hate it okay. because like
1: familiarity breeds yeah, yeah you get a little antsy
2: mm-hmm. um, yeah. of like I I as soon as I like get, become 18 like I'm moving out of this town and I'm like I, I could stay for like an extra year you know mm-hmm. of like because this is where my childhood home is. Because um, I associate the my current house as my childhood home, mm-hmm. which I think I'm allowed to do. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> you've been there long enough.
2: Yeah, yeah, fifth grade. Yeah, l- that's long enough. Um, like, I, which makes it weird that um, after like once I go to college, my mom's moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's interesting because l- Livingston looks very nice. And almost like a um almost like a get out level <laughs> okay. of like huh something's off here okay. <laughs> like it you you think there is like a cult or something that like that is like secretly going on but no it from what I can tell it's very nice here yeah, um, yeah I I I have a lot of memories here so I it doesn't mean that I'm staying, like into my anything. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving for college yeah. and then finding a life elsewhere, probably in a city. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 a nice place to have fond memories of, you know, of like th- this is easily rose-tinted glassesable. I'm pointing yeah. so many new words.
1: <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna.
2: Yeah. I'm borrow that th- th- this, all. Is, this is a place where you can feel fondly about it and
1: not be wrong. <laughs> there you have it, listeners. Livingston, a place where you can feel fondly about it and not be wrong. If we don't already have a town motto, maybe we should consider that one. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed listening to Evan as much as I enjoyed talking with him. And if you've never seen Livingston High School's A.M. Wired, I highly recommend it, even if you're not a student or have a child that's a student. The, the skits and the short films that these students make are super delightful and really funny, and the energy they bring to the show is infectious in the best way. And you can check out episodes of the show on their YouTube channel, which is at youtube.com slash at A.M. Wired. And now let's welcome... Jessica to the show to fill us in on what hot new books you can expect to check out from the Livingston Library starting in May.
4: Hello L-Town Radio listeners. A new month brings new books to our library shelves. What titles are you looking forward to reading the most this May? Please note that descriptions are taken from the publisher. All the Days of Summer by Nancy Thayer. May 2nd. A woman's second act on the beautiful island of Nantucket delivers much more than she expected in this hopeful novel by New York Times best-selling author Nancy Thayer. The Half Moon by Mary Beth Keene, May 2nd, from the best-selling author of Ask Again, Yes, a masterful novel about a couple in a small town who must navigate the complexities of marriage, family, and longing. The Wedding Planner by Daniel Steele, May 2nd. In this captivating novel from number 1 New York Times bestselling author Daniel Steele, a wildly successful, unmarried wedding planner leads her clients to happily ever after. Old Lion by Jeff Shara, May 16th. In one of his most accomplished, compelling novels yet, acclaimed New York Times bestseller Jeff Shara, accomplishes what only the finest historical fiction can do. He brings to life one of the most consequential figures in U.S. history, Theodore Roosevelt, peeling back the many layered history of the man and the country he personified. The Senator's Wife by Liv Constantine, May 23rd. A D.C. philanthropist suspects that her seemingly perfect employee is secretly plotting to steal her husband, her reputation, even her life and the seductive novel of psychological suspense from the internationally best-selling author of The Last Mrs. Parrish. Identity by Nora Roberts, May 23rd. The number one New York Times best-selling author's terrifying new thriller about one man's ice-cold malice and one woman's fight to reclaim her life. Drowning by TJ Newman, May 30th. Flight Attendant turned New York Times bestseller Author, T.J. Newman, whose first book Falling was an instant number one national bestseller and the biggest thriller debut of 2021, returns for her second book, an edge-of-your-seat thriller about a commercial jetliner that crashes into the ocean and sinks to the bottom with passengers trapped inside, and the extraordinary rescue operation to save them. Killing Moon by Joe Nesbell, May 30th This killer will get inside your head. Brilliant row police investigator Harry Hole is back, this time as an outsider assembling his own team to help find a serial killer who is murdering young women in Oslo, and the next novel in the New York Times best-selling series. We would love to find out which books you're looking forward to reading the most this May. Next time you're in the library, step by the reference desk and say hello. We can't wait to hear what you're reading. See you next time. Bye.
1: Thank you very much, Jessica. Well, that'll do it for this episode of L-Town Radio. Thanks again to Evan Marshall for coming by to talk with us. Thanks to Archana Hung-Mei and Jessica for your contributions this month. And of course, thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. I hope you'll tune in again next month. Remember, you can listen to and subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can read our daily blog at livingstonlibrary.org blog. And you can visit our website, livingstonlibrary.org, to search our catalog, or browse our events calendar, or use our many, many digital resources 24 hours a day. And of course, we're open seven days a week for all your librarying needs, so I hope you'll come down and see us in person. Until next time, stay safe. Stay kind, and stay curious.